Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, man. So we are in week two of release. We are talking about releasing the hurts, the pains, the unforgiveness, the all these different things that, that come into our life that we need to really let go of. Um, so we're going to continue on in our topic. I'll give you just a short uh, recap, and that is uh, when we experience traumatic experiences, uh, painful things, uh, things that happen to us, uh, we go through a known process. And this process could be short or it could be long, totally dependent upon how we progress through it. But the bottom line through all this is to go through the pain, go through the negative experiences, and of course, to come out on the other side. The purpose and intention is not to uh, to stop or to die inside any of these stages that we find ourselves in, but it's meant to go through and uh, going through to the other side and, and learning, of course, that I'm going to uh, I'm going to turn to God during these difficult times and he is going to be my comfort uh, and he is going to be my peace. I find that to be a very important reality. So we're going to start this off with the, the quote that Jesus said. He said, come to me, all who are labor uh, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm meek and I'm, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when we talk about uh, healing um, and going through painful situations, uh, this scripture is highly relevant. And Jesus comes to us with this message that really endures through this whole period of, of humanity. And he says to come to me. Now, this is the greatest struggle that we have. Uh, we come to different sources, right? This is where addiction comes in. This is where all the uh, negative habits uh, come in, detrimental relationships and all these different things um, because we decide to go to something else. And so this first and first encouragement is come to me. Come to me all who are labor and are heavy laden. What's that? You know, that's a person who is struggling. And, you know, he was talking to the modern day uh, or the ancient day uh, Jewish uh, mindset, which was packed down with a lot of legalistic rules and regulations. And they they not only had the law of God, which was impossible to keep, but then they had the pharmaceutical mindset of adding to the law and all these different things. So um, they became overburdened with religiosity. Uh, one thing that was abundantly clear is that uh, God was very angry and you could never measure up to his standards. They, they, they pretty much got that belief system down to the T. And so they were uh, laboring or trying to appease God. Now, here's, you know, one of the greatest struggles and that causes us a, a lot of pain. And that is we are under the assumption that we don't really have what the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ gave us. And that is that we don't have peace with God, um, that we don't have the acceptance of God, and that we don't have the love of God. 
And once we begin to believe that uh, mindset, we enter into the struggle of pain. I call it the cycle of trying. And it's, you know, you see some great holy ideal inside of the Bible and you say, you know what, I'm going to endeavor to, uh, to do this, right? And it's way beyond your capabilities and your power to, to do such things. But you are inspired by some retreat or something that you read and you say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to endeavor to do this. So you do it, right? Of course, uh, it's some holy standard that you can't really measure up to. And so your self-control only lasts for so long and that you end up going back to the same patterns and, and same routines. And then, of course, you begin to beat yourself up over the situation and then around around you go you just keep in the cycle of roller coaster of okay i'm going to renew my commitment i'm going to try again and this time i mean business you know and you come with the you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you and you say you know what this time is going to be different and then of course it leads to the same cycle of failure frustration and defeat now i believe it happens that way for a reason and the struggle to earn is where we get things mixed up. And that is we think that we're, you know, engaged in this process and we're supposed to struggle or try to achieve something and that uh, uh, we're under the impression that we don't have it. And so if we want the peace of God, then we have to live, you know, somehow holy enough. If we want the, the grace of God to begin to operate inside of our lives, then we got to measure up to some standard. And, and what we do as we put everything that Jesus died to give us out in some future day, and hopefully someday we'll measure up uh, by our behavior to achieve these things. And what this does is, is it puts the, the love of God, it puts everything that Jesus accomplished on our shoulders. And that we have to earn his love. And what that means is, most likely, you're going to have to live perfectly and you're going to have to uh, not make any mistakes and then God will accept you and God will love you. And living under this burden of, of, of a works-based religion is what Jesus is referring to here. And it's one of the greatest things that, that can cause us pain inside of this process. We're talking about being healed going through all these different things, coming to the other side, really receiving the abundant life. And part of that abundant life is this, is that I'm going to come to him and that I'm going to stop trying to earn these things and recognize that I already have these things. You see, there's something that happens within our psyche if we must try to become. You see, we function out of our identity. That is who we are and who we believe ourselves to be. Now, that's where we function from. If we believe that we are a new creation with a new heart, we believe that we are children of God, and we are at this present moment, then there's no struggle to become. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need any growth or development. What that does mean is that I need to be rest in who I am. I need to rest in who he is. And I need to find that I am already have peace with God. I am already accepted and I'm already loved. And then I give up the, the pursuit to try to earn those things. So he said, take my yoke and learn from me. Learn from me. And so this is the uh, Jesus saying, you know what? 
all the burdens, everything that you're carrying, you could unload that. And this is what uh, release is all about. This is what healing is all about. And we'll go over uh, in the next couple of weeks how this flushes out. But know this, that Jesus is calling us to a different relationship where we once were burdened and, 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 and um, loaded down like packed animals uh, with burdens and cares and all of these different things and, and struggling and trying to measure up. But he calls us out of that to release these things, to release these pains, release all of the, the religiosity, just release the old life in general and come into this new life uh, of abundant living. Jesus represented the Spirit of God uh, bringing health and healing to humanity. In fact, some of the very first words he spoke inside of uh, the temple or uh, inside the synagogue, actually, was that he was anointed uh, by the Spirit of God uh, to accomplish these great things. And it was to bring the good news to the poor. It was to bind up the brokenhearted. It was to bring liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison doors to those who are bound, and to comfort all who mourn. So in every single one of those, you see pain. Uh, you see poor, you see brokenhearted, you see captives, you see prison, you see, you see comforting those who are mourned. So in every essence right here, we have man um, experiencing traumatic experiences, uh, experiencing pain, and that Jesus being the solution if we come to him and we understand what his mission was to bring health and healing to our broken places. And that is to bring light and revelation to the dark places uh, of the soul and to begin this process of healing. So to be um, the first the message, the gospel to the poor, um, this word in the Greek uh, has a far deeper uh, meaning and it means pauperhood. Now this kind of pauperhood can go into our mindset our belief systems that can manifest inside of our relationships and manifest in our pocketbook and manifest in every single area of our lives. And that he, he came to bring the message of healing to those who were living in pauperhood. And I, I, I strongly relate to that. Uh, you know, I've been in uh, different areas of my life that uh, would definitely be considered pauperhood. And what I consider that is just living below my potential, not really uh, rising up, not really meeting my full potential. And so then, therefore, I'm choosing to live in a state of pauperhood. And so he comes to speak to those people, to speak to those who are experiencing uh, this reality in their life. Now, those who don't believe um, that they have any form of pauperhood, or any form of deficiencies, obviously, uh, they're going to have a tough time uh, connecting with God. And I believe that's what Christ said when he said, it is really hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And that is if you have an abundance in all these areas, 
It's hard for you to see your need of trust and reliance and a dependence on the um, the power of God because you got it handled, right? <laughs> so he, he comes to proclaim the message to the poor and to uh, bring the pauper into a state of royalty. You see, in the ancient days, the pauper was the person who was reduced to to uh, begging and uh, in all forms of life uh, was dependent upon the government and handouts in the system, right? And so we see that God takes the the pauper, those who are broken, those who uh, uh, are in that state, and of course rises them up and gives them a new identity of sonship and being a son of the king. And that's the process of healing that God wants to take us to from pauperhood to recognizing that we are royalty. So the second one, he says um, that he's come to heal the brokenhearted. And that is the restoration of health to your heart. Now, we know this, that the, uh, the heart of man is, um, the Old Testament says, desperately wicked. Who can know it? And the, the strange thing, the first time it mentions the heart of man is that it was set on evil continually. Look it up. Uh, in the Hebrew Bible, you look, the first time it mentions man's heart, it's set on evil continually. And the first time it mentions the heart of God, it, it is grieved over the condition uh, that man's in. And so here we find, you know, that uh, evil things uh, begin to happen inside of our lives. And then, of course, uh, uh, the heart of God is concerned over those conditions. And then that very motivation uh, um, allowed God to uh, provide a way for us and going to the cross and providing uh, what we needed, of course. So this broken heart, this is a heart that is crushed completely. This is a heart that doesn't know how to connect with God, uh, doesn't have, a, a, it's not spiritually alive or, or aware. Uh, this is a heart that has been damaged. It's not working properly. Um, it is, it is cut off and it's disconnected. So Jesus has come to heal the brokenhearted. And that is all those things that are, that are taking place inside of men's heart to begin to experience a restoration, to begin to get back in connection with God and to begin an alignment with his will and thereby begin to experience uh, growth and health. And so as we come out of this, this place of, of brokenness heart and a heart that is disconnected and not in alignment, and we begin to experience God's process of healing. Uh, he begins to what? He begins to change and transform our heart. He begins to dwell uh, there by his spirit. And, and he is taking up residency in our heart. And he has come to bring this total transformation of our desires. And who we are at the core. You see, God uh, doesn't look on the outward appearance. He looks at the conditions of men's hearts. And he communes with us there inside of our heart. And so it's super important that, that we understand that he is coming to bring health and healing and restoration to our heart and that we begin to get in alignment with his will. Now, 
when I was in the uh, uh, going hard <clears throat> in the flesh, I couldn't trust my heart. Right, my heart was uh, had all these competing desires and and all of these things, and you know my I was set after and I was pursuing those things, and that's the way that I lived. But now that something is different, that I have been given a new heart and new desires and a new mindset. The Bible even says, goes so far to say that we have the mind of Christ and that we should put on the mind of Christ. And so understanding this, this heart transformation, I think is really, really important to, to connect into the mission of Jesus, what he wants to accomplish, and the healing that is supposed to take place inside of our hearts and inside of our lives. So he goes on, freedom and forgiveness to the prisoners of war. And what I want you to see here is that everything, everything that's correlated to man's pain and traumatic experiences, that if you've been stuck in a poverty mindset and living in pauperhood, you, you know what pain is, right? <laughs> if you have your, your heart not connected to God and so out of alignment and you're, you're pursuing the lust of the flesh and you're experiencing all the consequences of sin, you know what pain is. And number three here is that if you you uh, uh, if you have been captivated uh, by addiction, now this is what uh, the uh, the third thing that Jesus talks about his mission was to set at liberty those that are captive, right? And he's not only talking about a physical captivity of 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 having a heart for prisoners. But even more so, those who are captivated by uh, addictions, by pains, and by the different situations that keep them stuck. And so part of the healing is understanding, you know what, Christ has come um, to set the prisoners free. If you've been to the depths of addiction, uh, you understand uh, spiritual prison. You understand what it means to be captivated by a desire and by a lust and by a substance and how it uh, uh, consumes the most part of your life and you're just focusing on the, the next drink, the next line, the next fix. You understand exactly what I'm talking about. And so Jesus' message to those that are captivated is that I've come to bring you healing and health to that area of your life. This is why uh, discipleship, this is why it's really, really important to understand the word for personal growth and development. There's so many things that we can get involved in the word. Uh, theologically, in times, you can get you know, involved in you know, all this. <laughs> There's so many things. Since uh, dispensationalism, all these different things that we can get involved in. But the purpose and the intention of the word was to get us to believe. And that is that we get a heart that is connected with God and trust and reliance. And we establish that relationship. Now, if you read the Bible and you develop more trust and more connection and more health and more growth, and then you are walking in the purpose and the intention for which it was created. 
Now, for ego, it, it, it could do a lot of different things, and that is that men could read it for multiple different reasons, uh, to become highly educated, to um, to walk in their pride and to feed their ego and and all of these different things to be uh, to be seen as a, a spiritual elitist or a guru, uh, all these different things. But the reality is, is if we don't um, begin to look at it, for me personally, and uh, that I'm supposed to experience the reality of these things. Now, as we know, there's a there's a big difference between um, knowing uh, knowing about the love of God and then experiencing the love of God. And this is the real difference between a religion and a an empowered relationship. Now, religion can fill you with all kinds of head knowledge. I know all about it. I was you know, I was raised in Christian school. I knew where. Uh, John 3.16 was, I knew where it said to um, submit your bodies, that this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you have, should abstain from fornication. I could take you to the scripture, I can, I can quote, I can, but I was far from the person who was experiencing the love of God, and I definitely wasn't the person that was submitting my body uh, as a, a as an instrument, as a tool for God in, in, in seeing myself as a home of God. None of that was a reality. But I can tell you um, about it. And so this is where the rubber meets the road with healing. Is that we are, we are called to experience. This healing of, uh, of coming out of pauperhood is supposed to be a reality for us. This healing of coming out of captivity and begin to experience the abundant life is supposed to be a, a reality. And the dropping of, of the struggle to earn acceptance and to earn love and understanding your place and your position uh, with God is not based upon your performance. Uh, what some people call that is daisy pedal Christianity. And that is, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. And it's directly correlated to how good I'm doing, right? If I'm killing it in my finances and my marriage is rocking it and uh, you know I'm spiritually on fire and I'm in the word, woo, God loves me, woo. If I'm, uh, my marriage is beginning to uh, deteriorate a little bit and um, financially I'm struggling and spiritually I'm drained and I'm, and I'm, I'm depressed, God doesn't love me. And so we play this game um, and we need to come out of that game and to experience healing. So number four is the recovery of sight. Um, this once again is uh, talking about the pain of being blind. Remember, we got the pain of pauperhood. We got the pain of, let me see number two because it slipped my mind. We got the pain of this broken, disconnected heart. We have the pain of, of being uh, uh, a captive inside of addiction and being captivated by that. And uh, number four, we have the, the pain of, of being blind. Now, we know that the gospel shows Jesus bringing sight uh, to the blind uh, physically. But what is more important in all that is begin to receive your sight spiritually and that is that you begin to be alive and that you begin to awake and um 
you know, being blind uh, mentally is it's not having any vision for your life. And that is you can't see. You can't see. You can't see how to have an awesome marriage. You can't see how to have a healthy body. You can't see how to have a spiritual life that is dynamic. You can't see none of those things. You can't see yourself thriving in business where you where you get out of um, scarcity and pauperhood inside of your finance. You can't see none of that. And what that means is that there's no vision for the future. And that is you can't, you can't see where you want to be in a year from now and begin to align yourself with the, the plan and the purpose of God and begin to walk inside of it. You can't see none of that. And I've been there. Man, I've just been in existing mode, you know. Um, uh, 34, 33 years old, five, six years ago. Uh, just real deep inside of all these things. Deep inside of pauperhood. Uh, deep inside of uh, my heart, just not aligned and not connected. Uh, deep inside of captivity of these addictions. I'm not able to see past what was happening to me and what was going on inside of my life. I get it. And so knowing this is that God wants to bring us through the process out of every single one of these things. And what I find here is a very holistic uh, a mindset. And that is that, you know, he is concerned. He is highly concerned about your mentality. He is highly concerned about your heart. He is highly concerned with your vision. He is highly concerned with your habits. And here we have holistically everything that man struggles with. That, that God is highly concerned about to bring restoration and to bring healing and to bring health inside of that area of our life. And so coming out of these things and deciding, you know what, I'm going to make progress out of these elements, out of these situations that I have come upon. So no vision. There's no clarity inside of that place. I mean, you cannot hear the voice of God from, from anything, and there's, there's no discernment in, in really understanding what God wants you to do. There's just blindness. Toll. I've been there. Uh, and lastly, uh, number five is freedom in, to, and release to those who are wounded. Freedom and release to those who are wounded. And so as we progress through the, the rest of these weeks, um, know that the main purpose and the main mission of Christ was for growth and development and holistic living to bring health and vigor and life to these different areas of our life. He has come for the restoration of our health. And he gives us this message. Come to me. Come to me. I am the one, not me, Jesus <laughs> is the one, uh, the Savior. And he has come to bring the empowerment for the manifestation of health inside of each area of our lives. And to come out of pauperhood, 
come out of the victim mindset, to come out of uh, this brokenhearted disalignment mindset, to come out of all these things that I've talked about and to begin a process of restoration. Uh, everything inside of addiction starts with a decision and then undergoing a process of restoration. And that is that, he, uh, that the restoring the health to our marriage, restoring the health to our financial future and our life, restoring the health to our mindset, our mental health, and most of all is restoring our spiritual life and understanding that we have peace, that we are connected to him and we have his acceptance and the struggle to earn all those things is over. And we rest in who we are. That's powerful reality. So we have all these things. Uh, next week, we're going to dive into uh, forgiveness and really releasing yourself, releasing other people. But I wanted to thoroughly lay out this process because we, when we experience pain, we go through a process. When we experience uh, resurrection to new life, we experience a process also. And just like uh, we go through the process of going through the pain, uh, we go through the process of the restoration of life. And it all starts with first, us coming to him and understanding that he wants us to release those things, begin to let them go. And that uh, first of all, he brings the message of health to bring us out of pauperhood. And then he comes to us and begins to uh, bring the message of health and alignment to our hearts. And then he comes and understands that we can be free from addiction. And that he can empower us to begin to overcome those things. And he begins to open our eyes and we begin to receive sight and revelation. And we begin to look at our life and we begin to see a future that is bright. And then lastly, number five, we begin to drop these wounds. You see the process that God wants to take us through. And it comes with deciding that of course, I have been wounded. I have experienced pain. But I am deciding that I am going to come to him and that I am going to begin to contemplate releasing these things. So next week, we're going to talk about uh, what keeps us from doing that. Super important. All right, brothers. I'll see you on week three.